All right, well, welcome to episode 55 of Spurbs Herbs, and today we're doing something a little different. We're going to be talking about formulas that release exterior wind cold. So without any hesitation, let's get right into it. And to start off, I just wanted to let you guys know that I am starting a new webinar series and wanted to let my podcast listeners know about it before anyone else. No one knows this about this. I've, I haven't even talked to my distributor about it, really, <coughs> even though he's going to be distributing it. I, it is Integrated Nutrition in Chinese Medicine and will cover biomedical and Chinese concepts of nutrition and explore the complementary and alternative concepts that are part of the modern supplement industry. This series will be uh, one live class per month covering a category of nutrition and will include some basic biochemistry, nutrition, and supplements available on the market. In other words, it's going to be the perfect combination of biochemical nutrition, supplements, Chinese medicine, and real-world use cases. We're going to be talking about why you would use these supplements and and um, how to find out what the best ones are. If you are a practitioner of any stripe or just interested in nutrition, this is the series for you. And you can sign up for the first class or the whole series at www.integrativemedicinecouncil.org. I'm going to be doing this once a month for, I think, a year and a half is what I planned out for this. So I, there's going to be a lot to cover. I will only be teaching each class, each class live one time, and after that, it will only be available as a recording. So don't miss this opportunity to learn about a topic our pay, all our patients ask about and get a firm understanding of the basics of integrative nutrition. That is my next big endeavor, and love to take you, have you guys come along for the ride. Thank you. On today's podcast, we're going to be looking at something a little different, the category of formulas that release exterior wind cold. This is an important category that helps us treat certain types of colds. We'll revisit the different types of colds, how to tell them apart, a little bit of that, not a whole bunch. And then we will give an overview of the category and the formulas in it, as well as when to use them. And as always, we will look at something a little different. Today, we are going to talk about the greatest Chinese physician, one of the greatest Chinese physicians, Zhang Zhangjing, and his famous and foundational book, Shanghan Zha Bing Lun, or On Cold Damage and Miscellaneous Diseases. It's going to be interesting, so let's get going. We've got a lot to cover. So we're going to start with Zhang Zhangjing. Uh, to begin with, I thought I would continue our look at the greatest physicians of the world by talking about one of China's greats, Zhang Zhangjing. And then I thought, maybe I should talk about his famous works. And when I started looking into this great physician, I found it was easier to find info on his books than on him, on he. So I will start by talking about what we know about Zhang Zhangjing and then explore his incredibly important and quite foundational books We've talked about them a lot on Spurbs Herbs, but we haven't dove into them at this point. So this is going to be very useful and important as we move forward with Spurbs Herbs. So Zhang Zhangjing lived from 150 to 219 CE and was born in Nanyang. So this is less than 2,000 years ago, a little less than 2,000 years ago. And we have this date of 150 to 219 CE. 
there's controversy. There's different numbers. Uh, one of the sources I said is uh, it, 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 it differs, but 220 is usually the limit as to um, how long he lived. Um, but so, you know, the dates are can be a little fungible here. So if you find a different source that says a little different, that's that's par for the course here. His formal name is Zhang Ji. And uh, let's talk some more about what he does. So according to Chen Chen, so remember Chen Chen is one of our big books. Um, Chen Chen wrote both a singular book and a formulas book. This is from the formulas book. And uh, this is a quote from their book. So Zhang Zhang Jing, also known as Zhang Ji, was born near the end of the Eastern Han Dynasty. During the transition from the collapse of the Eastern Han to the beginning of the Three Kingdoms era, China was ravaged by constant civil war and people suffered from crime, poverty, infection, and death. And this is quite common. You know, I, I did a course in the history of Chinese medicine <coughs> for students, not, not online or anything like that, at least not yet. And it was it's interesting as you look at the history of China. What we have is some stability. We have a nice dynasty. And then it starts to break down, and usually around the grandchild and, and on, it starts to break down. And then it goes into a period of civil war. And then a big conqueror comes in, very strong dynasties, you know, lots of strength. And, and then it starts to wane, and then it goes into a period of, of war. And so this is one of the big ones. And the Three Kingdoms era is, is quite uh, an interesting era of time of civil war in, in China. And we, we see... A lot of that happening uh, in, in popular culture. There's video games on the Three Kingdoms and, and all kinds of books and stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting period of time in Chinese history. And the Han Dynasty was actually one of the longer ones. It was about 400 years. It was about 200 CE, BCE to 200 CE. And it was just absolutely foundational for Chinese herbology, not to mention sciences and all sorts of other things. And, and, and uh, it also was sort of the flowering of philosophy. Well, a lot of the philosophy was established. Taoism was established before the Han Dynasty. So was, so was, um, so was Confucianism. And, and actually one of the, 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 the bigger sort of um, influences at this period of time was uh, a different philosophy, not Buddhism. Buddhism hasn't really, it starts to come in at the end of this. Uh, really into China, uh, but there was uh, one, and it's totally slipping my mind what it's called, um, but it, it actually had probably the biggest influence on the governance at this period of time. And then after this, we start, to, we start to see Confucian influence in the Han Dynasty, and then it becomes dominant. So anyway, sorry, that was a little bit of an aside. So back to China was ravaged by constant civil war, and people suffered from crime, poverty, infection, and death. So during a 10-year period, Near the end of the Eastern Han, two-thirds of the population fell ill and died. That's two-thirds. Us just coming out of a pandemic at this point where the numbers are about 1% or 2%. This is 30 times. I mean, this is not 30 times. This is 60 times that, that number. So that's a huge number of people died. 70% of the fatalities were due to something called Shang Han, Cold damage, that's what the Chinese translates out to. Although Zhang was from a wealthy family of over 200 members, even his family members could not escape the common fate, and many succumbed to the epidemic. Greatly affected by the loss of his family members and the devastating impact of widespread losses in the community and nation, 
Zhang dedicated his entire life to studying and practicing medicine. And that brings us to his, his books. So um, we're going to start by talking about the Shanghan Lung or On Cold Damage. So Shanghan is that cold damage. And, and Lung just kind of means book. So it's a book on cold damage, basically. Written by Zhang Zhangjing during the Eastern Han Dynasty, as we just mentioned. The motive for writing the text was to share his clinical experiences about treating Shang Han. And I have in parentheses here, typhoid fever question mark. So we're not sure exactly what the disease was, but there's been a lot of historical speculation that it's typhoid fever. And if you're familiar with the history of typhoid, it, it definitely devastated populations in Europe as well. It seems like a pretty good candidate for something that could kill off two thirds of the population it is a horrible, horrible disease. And so it seems like that might be a, a, a relatively um, a good guess as to what Shang Han actually is. In fi the final years of Eastern Han Dynasty, war brought many epidemic diseases, as we just mentioned. Two thirds of his family members died from the disease. I'm repeating myself a little bit here, but uh, this is correct. The original text, so the original text was not the Shanghan Lung. That is not what he wrote. What he actually wrote was something called Shanghan Zabing Lun, which means on cold damage and miscellaneous diseases. So um, miscellaneous diseases are interesting. We kind of use the word miscellaneous just mean and other things. But in this case, what it actually, and probably a, a, a better translation, though, though not an accurate translation would be internal diseases because miscellaneous diseases are what we would consider internal diseases. So actually really important. Uh, so the text, this text, the Shanghan Zabing Lun, uh, survived the Eastern Han fragmented and in the Jin dynasty, which was uh, you know, a good almost thousand years later, 1115 to 1234, Wang Shu He arranged the fragments into two texts. And those two texts are the Shanghan Lung and the Jingue Yao Lue Huang Lung. And that's what we have today uh, available to us are these two textbooks. In the Shanghan Lung, uh, there were lots of contributions and important contents to those books. So for some examples, six channel pattern identification, Liu Jing Dian Zheng. And this discriminated patterns indicating location of externally contracted wind and cold. And those, those patterns are Taiyang, Yangming, Xiaoyang, Taiyin, Xiaoyin, and Zhuiyin. So um, those are really important to Chinese medical practitioners. It may not be super important to, to uh, just the, someone who's interested in herbs. But it's one of, in, in Chinese medicine, we have, um, I don't know, about 10 different systems that we actually use to diagnose diseases. This is one of them, and it's foundational. It's very important. And, and, and this is what Zhang Shangjing actually helped establish was this approach to it. Now, that Shanghan Lung on cold damage is all about how cold comes in from the exterior and moves interior and does damage to the body, basically. And those six patterns that I just mentioned, the Taiyang, Yang Ming, all the way to the Zhui Yin, is sort of the most outside to the most inside of, of conditions. And this is a this becomes one of the most predominant ways that Chinese medicine diagnoses, even today. But it really, nothing really changed in this until, uh, you know, about four or 500 years ago. So for about 1,000, 1,500 years, this was the dominant form 
of looking at, at, at patterns in Chinese medicine. There's others. In fact, we're going to talk about one right now, the eight principle pattern identification, the Bagong Bian Zheng. And this is interesting because it's mentioned in the, in the Yellow Emperor's Classic, which is about 400 years earlier than this. But what we see here is we're starting to put herbs in it. One of the things that is foundational about the Shanghan Lung and the Jingwei Yaofeng Lung is that we are starting to use herbs to treat patterns and formulas. This is really, he, he refers to other books. So there were other books around, but they're not existing anymore. This is the first existing book we have on Chinese herbal formulas. So that's another foundational thing. So it applies this eight principle pattern identification and, and puts and, and the six-channel pattern identification, and we're going to talk about Zong Fu, visceral bowel pattern identification in just a minute. It puts herb formulas. How do you treat those things? So they may have been mentioned in earlier, but this is really what kind of connects therapeutics with diagnostics to a large extent. So the same principle pattern identification basically breaks down diseases into four pairs of opposites. So we have interior exterior, cold hot, vacuity repletion, and yin and yang. And so by, by having all of those down, and we're, you know, as Chinese medical practitioners, we're very well trained in this. It's one of the first ways we use to learn how, uh, disease identification, pattern identification. And so uh, we look at that. And that helps us determine what herbs are more appropriate, formulas and things along those lines. The other one we have is viscera bowel, viscera bowel pattern identification, which is zhang fu uh, zhang, uh, which is uh, uh, viscera bowel. So these are our organs, our internal organs, and it relates signs and symptoms to certain viscera bowel patterns. So this is where the liver and the spleen and the lung and the heart come into play in the small intestine. So uh, again, huge topic. That's another way we use diagnosis. And he also, and, he, and as I mentioned, what was really important here was the treatment correlated with diagnosis. And specifically with treatment, we're talking about herbal formulas. At the same time, around the same time of this, we have the other book we talk about a lot here, which is the is about individual herbs. That's the Shenang Ben Sao Jing, or, or Divine Farmers Materia Medica. And this is more about formulas as well to treat things. And there's an emphasis on herbal treatment and fine-tuning of herbal formulas for specific effects. And if you read, it has a lot of that in its, in its texts. So I have just I, I just want to read a little bit of an excerpt from the Shanghan Lung. And it basically goes over what we just said, but this is actually in you know as close to we have in Zhang Zhang Jing's actual words. He says, "My family was formerly large, once counting over two hundred members, but from the beginning of the Jian An reign, in less than ten years, two thirds have died, seven tenths of them from coal damage." Lamenting the fall of our glorious past and the untimely loss of so many lives that could not be saved, I have diligently sought the guidance of the ancients, widely collected the various remedies, and consulted the Su Wen, that's the Wang Di Su Wen. And then he, he talks about a lot of other books, um, most of which, well, actually a lot of these are, are still available, um, but uh, some of these I'm not familiar with. The Jiu Juan, the Nine Fascicles, I don't think we have that. Um, the Basher Yinan, the 81 Difficult Issues. Well, that might be the Nanjing. Um, I think it is the Nanjing. Um, and there's a few others. I'm not going to read them all um, that they talk about. Uh, and he said he consulted all these books to create the Shanghan Zabing Lung, totaling 16 fascicles. Fascicles, think of them like chapters or parts. 
Although this book cannot completely cure all diseases, it provides the means to understand the origin of the illnesses encountered. If the reader follows the materials here and collected, you should be able to think out over half of all medical problems. Now, that's a pretty big claim, half of medical problems from one, one book, but it is a very important book, and, and I don't know how wrong that, would be, that actually is in, in modern Chinese medical thinking. So very, very important book. All right, so let's move on to the Jingwei Yao Wei Feng Long, or On the Essentials of Prescriptions from the Golden Coffer is the translation, or sometimes Golden Ducats, you might, you might hear. Again, this was written by Zhang Zhang Jing, originally part of the Chang Han Zabing Lun, or On Cold Damage and Miscellaneous Diseases, and its focus is on the Zabing or Miscellaneous Diseases, which, as I mentioned, is internal medicine, and some examples include gynecology, respiratory diseases, some really fascinating stuff that they talk about. So here's, here's a quote from a question. The superior practitioner treats disease before it arises. What does this mean? The master says, treating disease before it arises means that if I see disease of the liver, for example, I know that it will pass from the liver to the spleen, so that I must first replenish the spleen. Only if the spleen is effulgent or full throughout the four seasons, it is not necessary to supplement it. The practitioner of medium proficiency does not know about the passage of disease. Thus, when he sees liver disease, he does not understand the need to replenish the spleen and treats only the liver. All right, so that is the Shanghan Lung, the Jingwei, um, Yao Lei Feng Lung. I usually, we usually just refer to it as the Jingwei, even though that's short. Um, and, and Zhang Zhangjing, one of the greatest physicians. This, he really is considered one of the great physicians, right up there. I mean, we talked about um, um, Simiao before, Sun Simiao. He's, you know, these, those two are super major in, in this. There's others, but those are the two big ones that I'm aware of. I'm, I'm not an expert, but I've, I've taught it. So, I, you know, I think this is, I, I might be wrong, but I think those are the two biggest ones. So now let's get in to our formulas that release exterior when cold. Today, and that is today's topic. And uh, this formulas that release exterior when cold is what Scheid uh, calls this category. So remember, Scheid is our other big text, and Scheid and his team at L, Scheid at L, um, call this category. That's probably the main textbook. And then Chen and Chen is our second textbook. Um, super important as we go through this. And actually, the, rather than calling them formulas that release exterior cold, they call it acrid and cold exterior releasing formulas. So that's, that's an interesting way to go. But it, it does bring up this idea of acrid. And the name makes sense because almost all the formulas that we're talking about are acrid or spicy. Spicy is another word for acrid. And this flavor releases the exterior. So most of the herbs that we're going to be talking about, there's balance in these formulas, so not all of them. But most of them are gonna, they're gonna end up on the spicy side of things to release that exterior. And these formulas are used to treat a particular type of cold. In Chinese medicine, the common cold is called an attack of external wind. And there are several types of wind, and this formula treats specifically a wind cold attack. You can have a wind heat, a wind damp, a wind dry. There's lots of kinds, but the two main ones are wind cold and wind heat. And so this is for wind cold conditions. 
So we're going to start our discussion today by looking at the overall category of formulas that release the exterior. Under this category of formulas that release early stage exterior disorders, formulas that release exterior when cold, formulas that release exterior when heat, and formulas that release exterior disorders with interior deficiency. And <coughs> so we're going to start there, and then we're going to get into the formulas that treat when cold, that, re that um, release exterior when cold. So as usual, Scheid and his team have a great introduction to these formulas and why they are important. When a pathogenic influence first penetrates the body, it tends to cause a disorder of the exterior. In this context, the term exterior, or biao, denotes the superficial layers of the body comprised of the skin and muscles. Formulas that release, uh, uh, sorry, continuing with this, these are perfused by the body's protective chi, which is fierce and hot in nature, and whose task is to warm and defend against penetration into the body by external pathogens. If a pathogenic influence lodges in this aspect of the body, it not only obstructs the normal physiological diffusion of chi and fluids there, but encourages the body to move more protective chi toward the exterior in an attempt to push out the invading pathogen. For this reason, exterior disorders are characterized by fever and chills, indicating obstruction of normal physiological warming, even as protective yang in the exterior tends toward excess. Head and body aches, indicating obstruction of qi and fluids in the most yang, i.e. exterior portions of the body, and a floating pulse, indicating the movement of, uh, movement of protective yang toward the exterior. Since wind is the vehicle by which other external pathogenic influences enter the body via the exterior, it is involved in most exterior disorders, especially those involving cold and heat. Thus, it is said that wind is the leader of the hundred diseases, or feng wei, bai bing, zhir zhang. The symptoms associated with an exterior disorder indicate that the body is actively trying to overcome obstruction of the qi dynamic by one or more of the six pathogenic influences. Treatment in Chinese medicine seeks to support these physiological reactions through strategies that release the pathogenic influence from the exterior, or die biao. So in other words, you know, we don't want it to penetrate internal. We want to release it and let it go back outside. That's, that's basically the strategy. For this purpose, one deploys light, acrid, moving herbs that unblock obstruction, diffuse the protective chi, and disseminate fluids to vent pathogenic influences back towards the outside. No other strategy will prevent the pathogenic influence from penetrating more deeply into the body. Often, but not always, this results in sweating. This type of sweating indicates that an obstruction has been overcome and that the qi and fluids can once again stream to the surface of the body. Like the flow of water that breaks through a dam, the sweating may initially be pronounced, especially if a very acrid and warming formula is used. However, the profuse sweating should quickly abate as the body finds its physiological balance. For this reason, releasing the exterior is often equated with inducing sweating. Yet, in many contexts where formulas to release the exterior are used, 
The sweating may hardly be noticeable or strong pathological sweating may evolve into a mild physiological sweat. This is because the ultimate goal of these formulas is not to promote sweating, but to unblock and restore order to the flow of qi and fluids. The term release from the exterior was first described in chapter five of basic questions. This is the Wang Di Su Wen. This is uh, the Yellow Emperor's uh, Wang Di Nei Jing, uh, Yellow Emperor's classic of internal medicine, basic questions. If a person harbors a pathogen, the body becomes soaked as the movement of protective qi to the exterior transforms fluids into sweat. Hence, when the pathogen is at the level of the skin, use sweating to discharge it. The first known text to list herbal formulas that embody this strategy is the early 3rd century work discussion of coal damage, which we were just talking about, Shangan Lung, which provides some of the most influential formulas in this category, such as ephedra decoction, mawang tang, cinnamon twig decoction, guizhou tang, and their variants. Its focus on acrid warming herbs to overcome obstruction from wind, cold, and dampness dominated medical practice until the Jinyuan dynasties of the 12th to 14th centuries. Innovation until then consisted of extending the range of substances used to promote sweating rather than in seeking new areas of application. This changed in the 12th century with Liu Wansu's focus on heat pathogens which led to the Wenbing or Warm Disease School. Sweating is the first of the eight methods of treatment formulated by the 18th century physician Chen Guopeng, underlining its importance in clinical practice. Yet many practitioners continue to underrate this method. This is unfortunate because the odds of preventing the development of a serious condition are always better when intervention occurs in the early stage of an illness. Quote, it is best to treat diseases at the level of the skin and hair. The next best is to treat them at the level of the muscles and flesh. The next best is to treat them at the level of the sinews and vessels. The next best is to treat them at the level of the six yang organs. The next best is to treat them at the level of the five yin organs. When treating at the level of the five yin organs, half the patients die and the other half survive. And this is again from Basic Questions, Chapter 5. Successful use of the formulas discussed in this chapter will be aided by paying attention to the following principles. First, accurate diagnosis is essential. If an interior disorder develops before the exterior has been released, the practitioner must choose between releasing the exterior first or treating the exterior and interior simultaneously. The formulas in this chapter are inappropriate for treating disorders solely of the interior, expressed rashes, or edema due to deficiency. Likewise, it is important to clear about the precise nature of the pathogenic influence to be released as this determines the choice of formula. One must be cognizant of the type of sweating to expect from a particular formula. Second, most of these formulas should be cooked briefly. They treat acute disorders and are prepared as decoctions or powders. They contain substances that are light and volatile in nature, which, if subjected to too much heat, lose their efficacy. Third, Formulas taken hot after meals will provide the best results. Sweating is further encouraged by instructing the patient to bundle up after taking the medicine. 
as the goal of sweating is not sweating itself, but to assist the function of the protective chi, only a slight sweat over the entire body is needed to release the exterior. Excessive sweating dissipates the chi and fluids. And fourth, the formula and dosage should be adjusted to the individual's constitution, local climate, and season. For example, a person who sweats easily, lives in a warm climate, and contracts an illness during the spring or summer requires only mild treatment. On the other hand, a person who does not sweat easily, lives in a cold climate, and contracts an illness in the autumn or winter requires stronger treatment. So again, this is from the general overview of formulas that release the exterior. Now we're going to get into specifically the formulas that we're talking about today, formulas that release exterior when cold. Again, excuse me, again from Scheid. Uh, they have a great, and his team, they have a great introduction to the cat this category of formulas, and here we go. When cold disorders are marked by fever and chills, chills predominant, it is cold. Head and body aches, clear or white secretions, including nasal discharge and sputum, and a floating pulse. There are many types of wind cold disorders, and all require the use of formulas that release pathogenic influences from the exterior by inducing sweating. By definition, all exterior cold disorders are excessive in nature. Depending on the body's defensive reaction, two major types can be differentiated in practice. Cold damage, zhang hong, and wind attack, zhang feng. Cold damage is characterized by a strong defensive reaction to a strong pathogen. Cold blocks the circulation of protective chi and fluids in the outer layers of the body and closes up the interstices and pores, which prevents sweating. Meanwhile, internally, the constraint of protective and nutritive chi causes high fever and severe body aches. <coughs> Patients displaying this pattern require a formula that strongly induces sweating. If the defensive reaction is characterized by disorder and disruption rather than complete obstruction, it is termed wind attack. In this case, although there is sweating, the condition does not improve. This is because the protective chi is unable to expel the pathogen. Treatment still requires sweating, but it must be accompanied by appropriate regulation and harmonization of the relationship between the protective and nutritive chi so the sweating will achieve the goal of expelling the pathogen. The core ingredients of these formulas are acrid warming herbs that release the exterior, such as herba, uh, Phaedra herba, Ma Huang, Cinnamomum ramulus, Gui Jir, Notop Tirji, Rhizoma suretix, Chiang Huo, Perilla folium, Zis Su Ye, uh, radix, or Fong Fong, and Schizonipidae herba, Jing Jie. The lungs focus on the skin and surface of the body and govern the dissemination and clarification of qi. Cold, externally contracted diseases often enter through the skin and disrupt the downward-directing functions of the lungs with such symptoms as cough and nasal congestion. It doesn't say it here specifically, but the skin is considered the, the flower of the lungs, so they're connected in Chinese medicine. <coughs> Uh, for this reason, herbs that help the lungs disseminate and direct qi downward, such as Arminaceae semen, Xingren, which is apricot seed, or, or kernel, I should say, kernel, apricot kernel, are often included in these formulas. Because cold has a tendency to congeal, which can lead to headaches and body pain from constraint, 
and stagnation of the nutritive aspect, often warm, acrid, exterior-releasing herbs are matched with those that invigorate the blood and unblock the vessels, such as Chuangxiang rhizoma, which in Chinese is Chuangxiang. The, tendencies, the tendency of cold to cause contraction also affects the fluids, transforming them into dampness or phlegm. For this reason, herbs that dry dampness and transform phlegm, such as Penelia rhizoma preparatum or Jirban Sha, Citri reticulata pericarpium chenpi, that's tangerine pill, uh, peel, peel, and um, Prilla fructa zisu zi are also included. Before we start, so that's the quote from Shai. Again, an introduction to the formulas that we're going to be talking about. But before we start discussing individual formulas in this category, I wanted to mention that several of these formulas use ephedra herba or mahuang. This herb is banned in most developed countries, and there is no acceptable alternative to it. It's just one of the things we have to deal with. It's a super important herb. Uh, this is a shame given that it has been safely used for thousands of years specifically for this purpose. When it was used for weight loss inappropriately, um, people would take too much of it or would have a heart condition and would have an issue. Um, but when prescribed by people who know what they're doing, I don't think there was ever any issues with that whatsoever. But it has been banned. We don't have it. There's another herb in here that hasn't quite been banned everywhere, but it's difficult to get, and that's Shishin. X-I-X-I-N-G, uh, sorry, Shishin, yeah, that's right. Um, and no, X-I-X-I-N, no G, Shishin. And that's another one that has, um, it's, it's not officially banned, but it still is hard to get uh, because it, 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 it's a, I don't want to say it's a bad herb, it's a great herb. Um, it's a little riskier of an herb. Again, it should be used by professionals, not, not, not haphazardly. Those are the two herbs that we see in this category. We need to be careful about. It's hard to find. And of course, that brings us to our very first, uh, very first formula, which is mawang tang or ephedra decoction. So this one's all about ephedra. Can't have this decoction without ephedra. And this formula is basically the prototypical formula for treating wind cold and is one of the, if not the first formula we learned. It was definitely my first formula. It's comprised of, it's, it's such a simple little formula. It's so profound in what it can do. It's comprised of herba, ephedra, ephedra herba, mahuang, cinnamomum ramulus, guajir. Cinnamomum ramulus, that sounds familiar. Did you hear cinnamon in there? It is. It's cinnamon twig. Uh, it's not cinnamon bark, which is what our spice is. It's cinnamon twig. It has an Armeniaceae semen or shingren, that's the apricot kernel. And Glycerisere radix preparata or jurgon sal, probably the most commonly used herb we have, and that is prepared honey. It's honey um, fried uh, licorice is what it is. The text also advises to not cook this formula for over 20 minutes, and once sweating, usually profuse, it should be stopped. And its actions are it releases exterior cold and arrests wheezing. One of the main reasons we have mawang is for wheezing and, and that combination of shingren and mawang and, and, and it's often combined with guajir as well. It's just such a great combination for that. Chen Chen say this formula induces diaphoresis or sweating and releases the exterior, ventilates the lung and relieves dyspnea. Dyspnea is trouble breathing. Wheezing. Could be wheezing too. That's the first formula. Our second one is Da Qing, uh, da Qing Long Tang, Major Blue-Green Dragon Decoction. I just love the name of this, <laughs> so uh, the Blue-Green Dragon Decoction. And we, we also have uh, Xiao Qing Long Tang, 
uh, as, as another formula that we're actually not going to talk about. This is great and major. Uh, da means great or major. And then we also have lesser or lower or uh, smaller. Uh, usually we say lesser blue green dragon decoction. Uh, we did discuss this formula briefly in our second. Up, no, we didn't. Uh, so, yeah, forgot that first slide. Sorry. Uh, this formula is basically our last formula with the addition of gypsum fibrosum, shergao, which is quite a cold herb, uh, and zingiberis rhizoma recens, shenjiang. This is fresh ginger. Fresh ginger is in a lot of these formulas as well. It is a warm, acrid herb. That makes sense in here. And jujube fructus or dadzao, another very commonly used herb. This is Chinese dates. And those three things uh, that we, we've... There's three herbs that we've mentioned that are called, we call them the three amigos, at least in, in my school. Um, the fresh ginger, the Chinese dates, and the, and the, and the, and the licorice, whether it's, it's honey fried or not, those three are called the three amigos and are really good at harmonizing herbal formulas. So they're in a lot of herbal formulas together. So uh, this formula promotes sweating, releases the exterior, and clears interior heat. So this is exterior when cold with interior heat. And Chen Chen say the key symptoms are absence of sweating and presence of irritability and restlessness. That's the symptoms of heat. Our next formula, again, is super important formula. is Guajir Tong or cinnamon twig decoction. Very important formula and constitutes a family of formulas are derived from this. And again, it's a pretty straightforward um, Formula is cinnamon, ramulus, guajir, uh, um, peony, radix, xiaoyao. Now, there's two major peonies. There's red and there's white. In this case, we're using white or baixiao is usually um, uh, commonly used here, or peony, radix, alba. Uh, there's that, that fresh ginger, the zingiberis, rhizoma recens, and it does need to be fresh. Fresh ginger in Chinese medicine is very different from dried ginger, so it needs to be fresh ginger in this. Uh, we have uh, the dadzao, the Chinese days, the jujubei fructus, and we have um, the licorice, uh, glycerisere radix preparata, jurgon sour, the honey fried licorice. It releases pathogenic influences from the muscle layer and regulates the nutritive and protective chi. So we haven't talked a lot about, but wei chi, protective chi, is what is protects us from the exterior. And uh, the nutritive chi is what goes around and circulates and, and gives us nutrition. And if those get out of balance, we get, we're more prone to getting out external attacks. So this is very good for regulating that and making sure those are in balance. Chen Chen say, Guajir Tang first presented in the Shanghan Lung discussion of cold-induced disorder is designed to treat Taiyang wind syndrome. Taiyang is one of those six um, patterns that we talked about, the six, the six stages. Taiyang wind syndrome refers to attack by wind-cold pathogenic factors at the body's exterior with wind being the dominant pathogen. Our next formula is Gugentong or Kudzu decoction. This formula is our previous formula, so it is definitely a cinnamon twig decoction um, family, but with the addition of Puraria radix or Gugin and Ephedra herba Mahuang, so we have the Mahuang again. It releases the exterior or muscle layer and generates fluids. The distinguishing feature is the stiff and rigid neck and upper back. This is caused by wind cold, which binds the upper portion of the greater yang channel and prevents the fluids from reaching the area. So that tai yang that we were talking about, that means greater yang. So that is that scenario. 
Chen and Chen say, historically, Guggentong has been used for Taiyang syndrome with wind cold and accompanied by stiffness of the neck and shoulders. Today, it is commonly used to treat neck and shoulder stiffness and pain associated with musculoskeletal injuries with or without Taiyang syndrome or wind cold condition. Here is that. I was wrong. The minor blue-green dragon decoction of the Shaoqing Longpang. We do have it in this category. I was a little bit... Um, some of the, the stuff that's in this category, um, you know, like Chen Chen would put something in this category that's actually in a different category, which I was a little confused for me, but it is here. So we, we talked about the, the greater or the major blue-green dragon. This is the minor blue-green dragon. And this is a combination of two formulas that release the exterior, Ma Huang Tang and Guizhou Tang, together with Poria, Licorice, Shishandra, Ginger, and Asarum decoction, or Lian, Ling, excuse me, Ling Gan Wu Wei Yang Xing Tang. It includes ephedra herba, ma huang. It has our cinnamon twig, guajir, our fresh, our not fresh ginger. This is dry ginger. This is gingerberis rhizoma, not Reesons, ganjiang. So this is dry ginger. Here's that shishin I was telling you about earlier. Sorry, radix at rhizoma, which can be difficult to find. It also includes shishandra fructus uweza. Um, it has our, our white peony, peony radix alba by shao. Nelia rhizoma preparum, Jurban Shao. We mentioned that earlier as, as helping phlegm. And it has our prepared licorice as well, our Jurban Shao. Its actions include releases the exterior, transforms thin mucus, warms the lungs, and directs rebellious qi downward. It acts to warm the interior and transform thin mucus and is most often used for acute attacks of wind cold in cases with chronic thin mucus. Next formula is Jiu Wei Qiang Huo Tang, or nine herb decoction with no top pterygium. Uh, this formula induces sweating and dispels dampness while simultaneously draining interior heat. It includes no top pterygium uh, rhizoma suradix, or Qiang Huo, uh, Sepashnikovia radix, Fang Fang, and tractor lotus rhizoma, Zhang Shu. Uh, sorry, radix at rhizoma, shishin, chuang shang, uh, that, that one herb, uh, angelica tahurica radix, or baijur, scutellaria radix, huang qin, romania radix, sheng di huang, and glycerisere radix, gan sao. So this is licorice that's not honey fried. This is externally contracted wind cold dampness with concurrent internal accumulation of heat characterized by fever and chills, chills predominant, and absence of sweating, headache, and a stiff neck. If you have that headache and a stiff neck, we're going to go to Guggentong. So that's without those. Our next one is Jiawei Xiang Su San, or Augmented Securus and Perilla Leaf Powder. This is wind cold in the exterior, where the battle between the pathogenic and the normal qi produces relatively mild symptoms. Herbs in this formula include Perilla Folium Sisuye, Saipiri rhizoma, Shangfu, hence the name. Those are Saipiri, the Saipiris and Perilla leaf that we're talking about. Oh, sorry, not per Perilla leaf. That's coming up. Sorry. That's uh, the Saipiris. The, oh, yeah, those two. Yeah, there's the leaf. Got it. Man, a little out of it today. Citrivuticulati pericarpium champi. It has the prepared uh, licorice again, the honey honey fried. Schizonipidae herba or jingjie. That Sepashnikovia radix or Fang Fang, again, that's a warming acrid herb, so it's in the same category of herbs. 
Gentiana macrophylla, radix or chinjiao, um, vitisus or viticus fructus, manjingza, and chuanshang again, and fresh ginger again. It says Xiaowe Xiang Susan, augmented sephiris and pearl leaf powder. Our next formula, I love uh, names like the Shershen Tang or 10 Miracle Decoction. This formula simultaneously disperses when cold from the exterior while opening stagnant qi in the interior, and its actions include releases pathogens from the exterior, regulates the qi, disseminates the lung qi, and relieves cough. So this is sort of an internal condition with this qi stagnation that we haven't really seen before with the exterior condition. Based on the exact same formula that we just mentioned, the Cypheris and Prilla leaf powder, Xiang Su San, uh, actually, it's the other one was augmented. This is the formula that augmented one was based on. Uh, this adds Ma Huang, Simisifuga rhizoma, Sheng Ma, uh, the, the red peony that I talked about, Peony radix rubra or Chershao, Puraria radix, Gugen, and Angelica de Hurica radix by Jur, while eliminating Schizonipidae, Herba, Jingjie, Sepashnikovi radix, Feng Feng, Gentiana macrophylla, radix, Qinjiao, and Viticus fructus or Mangjinza. While similar, this formula is stronger than the previous one. Generally, if you have two formulas that are pretty similar and one has Ma Wang and one doesn't, usually the one with Ma Wang is going to be a lot stronger. Our next formula is Jin Fei Cao San, or Inula Powder. This formula is commonly used to treat the early stages of externally contracted wind cold, leading to a productive cough. Other texts place it in the category of dispelling phlegm. This implies that it can be used in both the acute stages of a wind-cold invasion as well as later when the acute symptoms have abated and cough becomes the main symptom. Its actions include discharges and dispenses wind-cold, disseminates and directs the lung qi downward, transforms phlegm, stops cough, and calms wheezing. And again, as soon as you hear wheezing, the first herb that we should think about is ma wang, so let's see if it's in there. Its ingredients include inulae floss or shuan fu hua, and there's our Ma Huang. It also includes uh, some, some herbs that are very good for phlegm and cough. So one of those is Pusidani Radix Qian Hu. Uh, we also have Schizonipida Herba Jingjie. That's part of the, the warm acrid herbs that is this category. We have our prepared, our honey fried uh, licorice. We have a good, uh, probably one of the prototypical phlegm herbs, which is Penelia Rhizoma Preparatum or Zhirban Sha. We have that red peony again, so the peony radix rubra. We have fresh ginger, and we have those Chinese dates. And that's for the, the main formulas in this category. Um, I, again, one of the things I love about having multiple textbooks is they, have, they do things differently. And, and basically, all of the, the formulas that we were talking about just now, I originally got them from um, Shide, but they're definitely in Shen Chen, and you can see I, I used quotes from both of them. But Chen Chen had a bunch of formulas that were not in this category with Shide. And Shide actually places them in other categories. And in fact, the first one here is incorrect. So there's that. So we have Hua Gai San or Canopy Powder. Xiang Su San, we've referred to this as Cypheris and Perilla Leaf Powder. We didn't actually see it as a formula in this category. We had the augmented and we had the, the other, the, the extended version, the, the super version of it. 
um, Xing Su Yin or apricot kernel and perilla leaf decoction, Shagan Ma Huang Tang or Bellum Canda and ephedra decoction, Sang Erdzisan, which is a very important formula, but uh, Shai puts it in a totally different category, uh, or Xanthium powder, Sang Erdzisan and Xanthium powder, very good for sinusitis. Xinyi San or magnolia flower powder, and Qingbi Tang, clear the nose decoction. So a lot of those are in a different category of formula than this one. All right, we're doing good timing here. We're gonna uh, look at, that's all the formulas. We've gone over all the formulas so far. So let's get into the science of this. And I, you know, it's hard to do a ton on science without getting really in the weeds. And so uh, one of the things I like about Chen Chen's textbook is, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure about, uh, it's a brother and sister, I'm not sure about um, Tina, but John is a pharmacist, and so he brings a lot of science uh, to, the, to the book. Uh, and, and what I like is, is a lot of it is from China, which is stuff that we don't often get our hands on from, a, from a, an American and English uh, point of view. So um, Chen Chen say, says with, is they say with many scientific references, so I didn't list them all, I didn't put them in here, that these exterior releasing formulas can treat cough, wheezing, and dyspnea. Again, that's trouble breathing. Asthma, bronchitis, pneumonia, respiratory tract disorders, nasal disorders, fever, common cold, influenza, and infectious disorders. So a lot of interesting stuff from a biomedical point of view can be treated by these, by these herbs. And I, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, you're in practice long enough, you're going to see a ton of colds come through your door. Most of your patients, at least initially, don't realize you can do anything for the cold. But once they do, they're just amazed at what we can do. So it's just um, treat a lot of this stuff with our herbs. There are some potential drug herb interactions for us to be aware of. Um, several of the herbs in these formulas have those drug herb interaction concerns. We mentioned Baishao, which is the white peony has numerous D-level evidence against its use with anticoagulants, antiplatelet, and antiglycemic medications or diabetic uh, medications. It may increase the sedative effects of drugs. Now, level D evidence is the lowest level of evidence. Usually it's animal or in test tubes, um, what we call in, in, in vitro, or it's just an expert opinion. So low-level evidence, wouldn't put a lot of faith in this, but it's there for you to, to be aware of. Gonsour licorice may increase blood pressure and potassium loss with diuretics. And this is well-known uh, risks for, for licorice, even though it's sea level, just a little bit above the lowest level. Of course, Ma Wang shows numerous high-level evidence interactions, including when combined with caffeine and methyl xanthines. Uh, that's A-level antacids, sea level. Uh, monoamine oxidase inhibitors and tricyclic antidepressants, those are both antidepressants, C-level, as well as many other D-level evidence interactions. Generally, I don't put a lot of uh, you know, faith in the D-level, so I don't often include them here, but there's a, there's a bunch of them. I, you know, I understand why Ma Huang's banned. There's a lot of scientific evidence to show that it's a very dangerous herb. Um, when used inappropriately, and and that's the that's the key phrase is used inappropriately because as professionals we use it appropriately. I don't think, like I said, there's never been an adverse effect that I could see in the literature um, from proper use um, from a professional who knows what they're doing with Ma Wang. Problem is we had a lot of people, a lot of shucksters 
kind of sell it as a weight loss aid. And of course, uh, you know, the Western mind, especially the American mind goes, well, if a little's good, more is better. So they just overused it and have a little bit of a heart condition. When you do that, you, you die. And several people did. Not for weight loss. Oh, there you go. And the, the last herb here that it may have some drug herb interactions is Shenjiang. That's that fresh ginger. Appears to inhibit cytochrome P450-2C9, 2C19, and the most important one is 3A4. That's very that's the most common form of cytochrome P450 and may interact with anticoagulants at C-level evidence. So um, cytochrome P450 is a, is a major target of drug herb interaction research. And when something affects cytochrome P450, it's very likely to affect uh, other drugs and herbs. And so, uh, you know, there's the, the possibility here that there's, there could be a drug herb interaction with, with the fresh ginger. As in everything we do, there's some concerns and some cautions about this category. And there are many cautions for this category of formulas, according to Chen Chen. And they say exterior releasing formulas are generally taken as warm decoctions to induce perspiration. Mild perspiration over the whole body is ideal. The body may be covered with a blanket to ensure and facilitate perspiration. However, profuse sweating should be avoided since it may deplete qi and yin and in severe cases cause qi or yang collapse. So sweating good, profuse sweating not good. Uh, they continue to say, after taking the decoction, avoid exposure to wind to prevent recurrent attacks. So bundle up. We specifically say cover the neck. So a scarf or, you know, do the 80s thing, flip up the, uh, <laughs> the collar. Uh, avoid foods that are raw, cold, oily, or greasy, as they may decrease absorption and compromise the therapeutic effects of these formulas. If interior symptoms are observed along with exterior symptoms, the normal treatment plan is to treat the exterior first, then the interior condition second, or treat both interior and exterior conditions at the same time. So do not treat the interior first. Uh, and that can cause lots of issues with the exterior condition. Exterior releasing formulas are contraindicated if the disease factor has fully progressed into the interior. These formulas are also contraindicated in the presence of ulcerated sores, erupted measles, deficiency type edema, and dehydration from vomiting or diarrhea. Well, that was our podcast for today, our course for today. Thank you. And, and here's our summary. We started our time together talking about Zhang Zhang Jing and his book, Shanghan Zabing Lung on Cold Damage Miscellaneous Diseases, which was broken into two books, the Shanghan Lung on Cold Damage and the Jingwei Yao Yao Lue Feng Lung on the essentials of prescriptions from the Golden Coffer. Then we did an overview of formulas that release the exterior and more specifically formulas that release exterior when cold. As usual, we look at some of the science, drug herb interactions, and cautions of the category in general. We really did. We covered a lot of ground today, so thank you. In our next episode, we will be looking at the world herb. I remember I kind of break this down into Chinese herbs, Chinese formulas, and herbs of the world. So this is an herb of the world, and it's sumac. This is a delicious Middle Eastern and African spice, but does it have medicinal properties? Spoiler alert, it does have medicinal properties, and we're going to explore them with our usual thoroughness. Join us as we look at this spice herb medicine, as well as 
usual, exploring something a little different. It's going to be another interesting and terrific episode. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. If you like this podcast, we would love for you to do us a huge favor. Give us a five-star rating in your favorite podcast app. We would, oh my God, we'd go over the moon. So thank you very much. And you can always get in touch with me at Dr. Greg at SpurbsHerbs.com. That's um, Dr. Greg. There's two G's, one on either end there. So D-R-G-R-E-G at SpurbsHerbs.com, S-P-E-R-B-S-H-E-R-B-S.com. Or our website, www.spurbsherbs.com. And as usual, have the bibliography. Spurbs Herbs. The proceeding was presented by Dr. Greg Sperber. We would like to thank Janelle for all her support and everybody else who contributed to this program. Janelle. Janelle. Timothy Dobbins. Roger Campbell.